love investigating cool facts about cool stuff. And we do this by speaking to the experts. Smart grown-ups who know all the cool facts about everything. Hey Esther, check out this question we got sent recently. Hi, my name's Annabelle. I'm five years old. Why is a sleep so important? I wish we didn't have to sleep. Me too, Annabelle. It does seem a bit unfair that the kids have to go to sleep so early while the grown-ups get to stay up as late as they want. Even though all they want to do is sleep. Exactly. Sleep is important for all of us, no matter what age we are. Hi, Delwyn. Hi there, Fact Detectives. Delwyn studies sleep at the University of Sydney and the Woolcock Institute of Medical Research. I do, and I'm happy to answer Annabelle's questions, and I'm sure you have a few more too. We do. Let's get started. Fact one. Why is sleep so important? Sleep's really important for our bodies and our brains. It helps us rest and recharge. And sleep helps our immune systems and gets rid of toxins, helps us to learn, remember, and also to grow. Does that mean we get taller while we're asleep? Yes, you do. When babies and children sleep, your bodies produce growth hormone that helps you to grow. And while your body is resting during sleep, it also gives your muscles, tissues and bones an opportunity to heal. Amazing! How does sleep help us learn? Well, at school we're using your brains all day. You're learning about all sorts of different things like how to spell, count and read and write. Now when you go to sleep, our brains process all its information and help us to remember it. It also seems that the more active our brains are during the day, the better our sleep is at night. So, speaking of memories, there are different kinds of memories, like the things we learn in school, or facts in a fact detective episode. And then there are memories of experiences we have in our lives, like learning how to ride a bike, your birthday party, a family holiday. But how does sleep help? When we're asleep, our brains make memories stable and store them in a process called consolidation. Once the memory is stable, we need to be able to recall it or remember it so that we can use that information when we need it. It's also about remembering experiences that mean so much to us. While we sleep, our brains filter through the important stuff. But we don't want or need to remember every single thing that has happened in our lives ever. Like going to the toilet seven times a day and eating our carrots. While you're asleep, your brain filters out the unimportant things that you do that you don't need to remember forever. Phew! Sleep also helps our bodies move quickly while playing sports and doing activities. Sleep helps to improve our reflexes, like catching and throwing balls, and our fine motor skills, like drawing, writing, and playing an instrument. Here's one last cool fact about what our brains do when we're asleep. It also acts like a dishwasher. Our brains wash away toxins that build up while we're awake. Wow! What about naps? Well, naps are good for kids and adults. But for adults, it's important to know how long a nap you need so you don't hit a deep sleep cycle. 
generally napping for about 20 minutes, keeps us in the lighter stages of sleep and allows us to wake up and feel alert. Any sleep longer than about 25 to 30 minutes means we'll often wake up feeling tired, groggy, and your head feels a bit woolly. So how do you feel about sleep now? I didn't know sleep could do so many cool things for us. Me either. Fact two. Hi, my name's Zara and I'm seven. And I'd like to know what happens while we are asleep. Well, while we're asleep, we cycle through all the stages of sleep. These are called light sleep, deep sleep, and then rapid eye movement sleep or REM sleep, which is dreaming. Each cycle lasts about 90 minutes, and then we wake up briefly before we go into the next cycle. Often we don't even remember waking up. Deep sleep is where our brains get busy storing memories and processing information, and acts like a dishwasher cleaning out between the brain cells, which I mentioned earlier. REM sleep is where we tend to have vivid dreams, This is where our brains sometimes process our waking experiences and emotions and can be quite weird. What about that funny twitchy thing that happens sometimes when you're falling asleep? This is called a hypnic jerk and it's a sudden involuntary muscle contraction. Sometimes people describe it as a falling sensation. The body is starting to relax and starts to let go of muscle tension in preparation for sleep. What about sleepwalking and talking. Sleepwalking is actually pretty common for kids. Around a third of kids will sleepwalk sometime between four and eight years of age. And it tends to happen in the first one-third of the night and occurs in deep sleep. This is where the brain is resting, but the body is capable of movement like talking and walking. Grown-ups just need to make sure that the house is safe and secure. Also, if you notice your brother or sister is sleepwalking or talking, it's best not to wake them. Just guide them gently back to bed. But I thought we couldn't move while we're dreaming. That's also true. So sleepwalking and talking happens during deep sleep. While in rapid eye movement, REM, the cycle where we have vivid dreams, our brain is active while our body is generally unable to move. And that protects us from acting out our dreams. Why do we dream? What are dreams? Dreams can be about lots of different things. Sometimes they can be about things that we've been thinking about during the day, like a maths test, or playing sport, or having a fight with a friend. Dreams can be a way that our brains work through emotions and things that we're thinking about. Dreams can also be very strange. Sometimes things turn into other things like a goldfish turns into a horse. Or they can be exciting, like if you have a dream about flying. Dreams can be very vivid and colourful. They can make us feel happy, sad, frightened or confused. If you watch a scary TV show just before bed, the monsters might show up in your dream. Oh no! That's why it's important to have read a nice story before you go to sleep or listen to calming music. You can also think about what you'd like to dream about, like going to the park with your friends or going to the beach or doing fun things with your family. 
Hi, my name's Hugan and I am six years old and I would like to know if all creatures sleep. Yes, but different animals sleep in different ways and need different amounts of sleep. Our cat sleeps a lot. So does ours. And our dog. Ours too. Cats spend about two-thirds of their lives sleeping. Humans spend about one-third of their lives asleep. However, koalas may take the cake for sleeping the most out of any animal, sleeping between 18 to 22 hours per day. Even more than sloths? Yes, sloths sleep for 8 to 10 hours per day. But these kinds of animals are easier to study and observe than others. What about ants? Do they sleep? Ants take lots of short power naps. But let's remember that observing the behaviour of wild animals in the wild is a big challenge for humans, even experienced scientists. Speaking of power napping, the albatross can sleep while it's flying. And dolphins sleep with half their brain so that they can keep breathing. Dolphins are mammals, and they would drown if both sides of their brains went to sleep at the same time. What about giraffes? And elephants? Giraffes are said to sleep about four and a half hours per day in captivity, but it can be as short as 40 minutes to 1.9 hours in the wild. Elephants sleep about two hours a day in the wild due to the fact that they have to be aware of predators or danger around them. Snakes sleep with their eyes open because they have no eyelids. When they're digesting, they can sleep for a few days at a time. A few days? That's a long time to sleep. What about beds? Do animals make beds like us? Every day, chimpanzees make fresh beds from tree branches and leaves. That may be the closest animal to humans. But many animals make cosy spaces for themselves like nests, burrows or dens to keep themselves dry and warm and safe from predators. Possums and sugar gliders make a nest out of sticks called a dray. Wombats and rabbits dig their own burrows underground. Bears make their dens in natural rock cavities and hollow trees. Fact four! How much sleep is enough? Babies need a lot of sleep. A newborn can sleep for around about 16 hours a day, but never at once. That's a lot of sleeping. Yes, it is. But then by the time the baby is six months old, it drops back to about 12 to 14 hours a day. What about kids, like us? Between the ages of five to 11, kids need around nine to 11 hours of sleep per night. What about teenagers? How much sleep do they need? Some teenagers sleep a lot, while others like to stay up later. But on average, they need between eight to 10 hours per night. Adults need at least seven hours per night. What happens if we don't get enough sleep? Both kids and adults often feel grumpy if they haven't had enough sleep. They might have trouble concentrating at school or work or remembering things. If you haven't had enough sleep, your brain and your body just might not feel very good. Our immune system doesn't work as well because we're not getting the chance to rest and heal. But as soon as we get a good sleep, then our bodies and brains start to work better again. How do we know when to go to sleep? 
That's a good question. When it gets dark, our brain gets the signal to release a hormone called melatonin, and this helps us to sleep. This hormone is triggered by darkness, but light can also affect its production. But the primary role is to drop the body temperature. We can't go to sleep or stay asleep unless our body temperature keeps falling across the night. So it's a really good idea too to turn off all screens 30 to 60 minutes before going to bed so that this drop in body temperature and the response of the brain to darkness can work together. Fact 5! How can we get a good night's sleep? Well, there are lots of easy things you can do to get a good night's sleep. Don't watch scary TV shows or movies close to bedtime because sometimes this can make it hard to fall asleep. And as I just mentioned, it's a really good idea to turn off all screens half an hour to an hour before going to bed. Exercise early in the day and not just before bedtime. Your grown-up is probably in charge of bedtime. But that's a good thing. It's actually a good idea to try and go to sleep around the same time each night, even for grown-ups. Getting up at the same time is actually more important than the going to bed at the same time because it resets your brain clock. You could have a warm bath or shower before bed and then your grown-up could read you a nice bedtime story once you're tucked up in bed. If you're worrying about something while trying to go to sleep, it's a good idea to talk to a grown-up you trust. This can help your brain to relax. Worrying, planning or thinking too much in bed keeps you awake. So it's important to practice putting these thoughts into the background. You could even write them down so that you've then put your worries somewhere else before you go to sleep. It's important to make the place where you're sleeping feel comfortable and safe. What do you mean? That might mean having a night light in your bedroom or keeping the bedroom door a little bit open with a light on down the hallway. It might be having your favourite soft toy or blankie to cuddle. Sometimes kids and adults like to listen to relaxing music or nature sounds to go to sleep. Don't worry if you wake up during the night. When we're going through those different sleep cycles, waking up every now and then is completely normal and most of the time you won't remember waking up. But if you do, just take a look around you, wiggle your toes, stretch your arms, and you'll see that everything is okay. But what if I have a nightmare? Well, we all have bad dreams sometimes, and sometimes we just need our grown-up to give us a cuddle before we fall back to sleep again. The important thing is not to get stressed if we do have a bad sleep. Sometimes that happens, and it's just part of life. If it's in the weekend, we can always have a little nap to catch up. Interestingly enough, the night after a bad night's sleep is generally so much better. Phew! Try this at home! Have a think about your bedtime routine. That it's a really nice thing to do at the end of the day and that you start to look forward to going to sleep. It's really nice time out time. Put everything into the background. Because if we think and worry about other things and also our sleep, we're just telling parts of our brain to stay alert 
and then it becomes very difficult for us to go to sleep. What do you think you could do in terms of your bedtime routine? I'm going to put on a red light and listen to my meditation. I'm going to try to read at least half an hour before I go to bed. Sounds good. Keep at it. Thanks, Delwyn. My pleasure, Fact Detectives. You're most welcome. This has been another super fun episode of The Fact Detectives with me, Annika. And me, Esther. Big thanks to Delwyn Bartlett who is a clinical associate professor at the University of Sydney Central Clinical School and the Woolcock Institute of Medical Research. And big thanks to Annabelle, Zara and Hugo, who asked us to investigate sleep. It's been fun. And if you love finding out the facts as much as we do. And if you have a big topic you would like us to investigate, then get in touch at Fact Detectives at kindling.com.au